Welcome to C3 Church Cabra. Thank you for listening to one of our great messages. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. Awesome. Okay. Why don't we grab a seat? 10, 14. Oh, yeah. Cool. Uh, what would you think the band as they take a seat? What would you think our band guys? Give them a hand. Now, come on. Give them a hand. They're here early. Yeah, now we're talking. Enthusiasm. I like it. Well, uh, good morning. If uh, those of you who don't know me, my name is Ra. Um, I'll be uh, sharing with you this morning. Our pastors are not here, obviously, as you've, as you've heard. Um, they're away enjoying a well-deserved rest, but they send their regards. They miss you. They love you, but uh, I'm sure they're enjoying the beach right now. Uh, yeah, anyway, whatever. Um, uh, Andrew and Jillia are also on holiday, and Boyd and Candice are also on holiday, so you've got the fourth-string preacher here. It's all good. We'll make something work. No dramas. Um, any guests here? Could you raise your hands if, you, if you're a guest here for the first time? Hey, how are you? Hello. Welcome. Come on, welcome them. Jeepers. I'll tell you what, this is my house and someone comes brand new and I welcome them, you know what I mean? When people come to our house, we welcome them. Hello, where are you from? Well, <laughs> well it's good to see you and your lovely family here. Hello, is that your mum? Hello, how are you? Um, I don't know who will, but somebody will buy you guys a coffee later on. Uh, that's, if not that, someone will buy you some lunch later on. If you guys know anyone that's brand new here, they're, they're here visiting, why don't you just buy them some lunch? Go out the back, buy them some lunch, say Happy New Year, welcome to C3 Tugra, and uh, just love on them a little bit. It's really nice to have you here. Welcome. And I saw some people at the back there with their children. Now, I know it's hot. That's, that's painfully obvious. It's, it's hot, so I'll try not to take too long. You can, you can turn that around to, yeah, no, that's fine. I thought that was facing me for a second there, that fan. Um, I know it's hot and, and um, I, I tr- I'll try not to take too long. I've got, yeah, I think I can do this in half an hour, maybe get out a little bit early um, so we can go and get into some shade or some air conditioning or something like that. But um, this morning, as, as, uh, as I come to share the word, the, the first word of the, of the year, uh, the theme of this month is Reset where God wants to reset your old things and just bring something new. Reset, that's the, that's the word Pastor Phil is, uh, is feeling for the month. So the word is, is the word, uh, current word is reset, going to reset things. And um, I was going to, you know, I, I generally try to bring something that's, that, that helps people, but this morning I, I kind of felt like I'd just go back to basics. This morning I felt like we just got to go back to basics. It's the start of the year. Let's just go back to seeing some, some, some foundational truths in our lives to set a platform for the year to come. Is that cool? So um, what we're going to talk about, we're just going to chat about some basics this year, three basics that I think that will help you to, uh, to launch into your new year. Uh, awesome. So you, if you can turn to your Bibles, please, to Numbers 21, verses 4 to 9. That'll be great. I want to bring some instruction. 
just some simple instruction to help you to get through this year, to help to catapult you into a, into a great year, actually. And so it's not how I usually preach, as you guys know. I don't bring instruction. I generally try to preach. Can we um, flick that over? Is that all right? Yeah, awesome. Thank you. Okay. Are you guys there? All good? All right. It says this. Oh, actually, before I go in there, I just want to set a bit of a background. I'm actually reading from the Old Testament because, and, and specifically the Israelites and their, and their release from bondage, their release from captivity, and, and their walk into the promised land. Because um, like them, God is trying to take a people from an old place into a brand new place. And they come across some interesting things along the way, interesting uh, mindsets, interesting uh, things along the way. So I just want to go back to the Old Testament for a little bit uh, with the Israelites to just to highlight a few points. And in uh, Numbers 21 verse 4 to 9, it says this, Then they journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom. And the soul of the people became very discouraged on the way. And the people spoke against God and against Moses. They said, why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no food and no water, and our soul loathes this worthless bread. Wow. So the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people. And many of the people of Israel died. Therefore, people came to Moses and says, we have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. So Moses prayed for the people. Isn't that amazing? Moses praying for the people and speaking against them. Then the Lord says to Moses, make a fiery serpent and set it on a pole. And it shall be that everyone who is bitten, when he looks at it, shall live. So Moses has made a bronze serpent and put it on a pole. And so it was, if a serpent had bitten anyone, when he looked at the bronze serpent, he lived. I find that piece of scripture amazing. I find that it's incredible. And I know none of us have been bitten by serpents, and I'm gonna, I'll bring it into the New, New, New Testament soon. Um, the New Testament, John 10, 10, it says, As Moses lifted up the fiery serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. Yeah? And um, I think I've shared this before, but, but you've got to understand, in order to create a bronze serpent, what you have to do is you take a piece of bronze and you beat it. You take a piece of bronze and you beat it. And, and you have to reshape something that was shaped like this, and you've got to reshape through the process of beating until it's something brand, until it's something else. Are you with me? So they beat the bronze. And what this is, what this is trying to... What I'm trying to get to the point is, I'm trying to bring it to the New Testament, is that Christ was put on the cross and the word said he was beaten. Are you with me? He was beaten, and some say to, well, beyond recognition, people couldn't, like he was beaten so bad that, that people didn't do it, uh, that people couldn't recognize him. He was beaten, he was humbled, he was made poor, he was humiliated, and just beaten and whipped. And, and you know the atrocities that happened to him, but my point is this, is that Christ was beaten so bad, so bad for a reason. 
for a reason. He was beaten for our iniquity and our sin and our mess and all that kind of stuff like that. But it reminds me this, that if there are people in this room who are broken, it reminds me that if there are people in this room who struggle, it reminds me if there's people in this room who, who go through stuff. Does anybody go through stuff here? It reminds me of people in this room who have complications or they have situations or they have all sorts of problems. You know, they, maybe you're people who didn't handle stuff too well in your past or don't handle stuff too well now. The Bible says that if you would just turn your eyes on Him, you'll find life. It doesn't matter who you're from, who you are, where you're from, or what you've got going on in your world. If you've been bitten, whatever, if you will turn your eyes on Him, He says you will find life. And my first point of, of, of this year is this, turn your eyes to Jesus. I'm getting back to basics. Turn your eyes on Jesus. Turn your eyes on Jesus and the work of the cross. Turn your eyes on Jesus. Look at him every single day because we forget. We so easily forget the power of the work of the cross. I've been a Christian 17 years or whatever it was, maybe 18. But I find I forget the work of the cross in my life. I find I take my eyes off the work of the cross and onto myself or onto situations or whatever. And my life doesn't turn out so great. My first point is this. This year, turn your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus because we so easily forget. I love what it says here. It says this. It says, um, I'll read it again. Then they journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom. And the soul of the people became very discouraged on the way. What's astonishing in this piece of scripture is that people are getting angry with God right where he delivered them. Are you with me? People are getting angry and discouraged with God right where he delivered them from their past, right where he did a miraculous work in their life. Isn't that astonishing? Right next to the Red Sea. As we forget, you see, we forget and we forget and we forget and we forget. And one of the greatest works of the enemy is to distract you from remembering the work of the cross. Because we forget how it impacts our world. Isn't that incredible? They just got delivered from the Red Sea. The Red Sea opened, they walked through it. And in that very same place, you find them complaining against God. First point, ah, it's where I put my eyes determines where my future lies. It's a bit of a cheesy line, but I come up with it last night, so there you go. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Point number one, this year, always cast your eyes on Jesus. Every single day, every single week, do not forget the power of the work of the cross. That'll set you free from so many things. Amen? I'm rushing through this because I know it's hot and I'm sweating like no tomorrow, so let's get this done. Um, Second, second point is this. It goes to Deuteronomy uh, verse 2, 1 to 3, please. And I'll just read it here. It says this. Oh, let me give you a background story. What happens is, is the, the Israelites have been complaining against God again. 
And God says, go and take these people. And they said, no, we're not going to take it. It's too hard. And God says, oh, I'm done with you. And they said, okay, we'll take it. And they decide to take the people of their own strength by their own strength. God says, don't do it. You're going without me. And if you do it, you're going to fail. But what happens is the people of Israel go and try to fight this war and they actually lose. So they've just gone through a little bit of a defeat. And it says this here. It says, then we turned and journeyed into the wilderness by the way of the Red Sea, as the Lord spoke to me. And we skirted Mount Seir for many days. And the Lord spoke to me saying, you have skirted this mountain long enough. Turn northward. Turn northward. And when I read this, when I read this piece of scripture, I was, I was thinking about the whole delivery of, of the people from Egypt. And I started to ask myself, isn't it strange that God would deliver his people with the most incredible miracles, bringing them out through, through an ocean, killing the enemies behind them, got, got fiery pillars. He does all this amazing stuff just so his people could take a long walk. That doesn't make sense. He does incredible stuff, but yet we find the people of God just walking, taking a long walk. In fact, they're walking around a mountain. And it says the walks around, they walk around the mountains many times, for days, for ages. They walk around this mountain. And that, that, that points something out to me. It, it actually highlights something for me. Is that, you know, he delivered them 430 years of slavery, removing their oppressors from the faith of the earth. And we find them walking around a mountain, walking around a mountain. There's people walking around the mountain. They walk around the same mountain over and over, year after year. But I want to ask you, what about you? I want to ask a question, what about you? What has God delivered you from? What has God done in your world? What has God done? Because he's done some incredible things. What has God gone through to deliver you from where you've come from? And we've all come from different places. Would you agree? Some of us have a testimony that's, that we only tell the PG rating of it because we have a different one. But what I'm saying is, God has delivered us from a place, but we find ourselves walking around the same mountains year after year after year. What has God done to deliver you from where you were to where you are now? Is it so that you can walk around the same thing year after year after year after year? I don't think so. And it gives me this picture of a, of a solar system. I'm, I'm not much of a scientist. I'm actually not that techie. I might get John up here to, just, to actually uh, confirm what I'm saying here. But it just, I got this picture of the solar system where you get planets that rotate around planets. Are you with me? And they do that because of gravitational pulls. Are you with me? I'm going somewhere with this, yeah. They do that because there's a gravitational pull at the center, and what it does is it keeps these other things rotating around it. Hello, Eva. Gravitational pulls that keeps these things from rotating around that thing. I'm going somewhere with this. Um, like I said, I'm no scientist, but gravitational pulls 
are created by what spins in the center, whatever's in the center. The earth has a, has a center and, and we, there's a gravitational pull around it. And my question to you this year is this, what spins at your center? What spins at, what, what is it that spins at your center? Because we all have things, we all have stuff on the inside of us that's in the center of who we are. It may be painful thoughts, it may be hurts from the past, maybe a really low self-opinion of yourself. It may be um, all sorts of things. It could be a poverty mindset. It could be, you know what they are. What I'm asking is what spinning at your center? Because one of the saddest things that I see is people walking around and around and around the same thing year after year after year, and they try to get out, but this thing pulls them back in. They try to get out. They try to escape this, this thing, but, but this condition says, no, 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 you're not going anywhere. It says, come back here. And I find it so sad, and it doesn't matter how talented or how gifted or how amazing or how good-looking or how educated or how, you know, how many opportunities come their way. We find that people tend to walk around the same mountain Year after year after year, and whenever they try to break out, this thing says, no, 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 no. Come back here, and it brings them back to their center. Are you with me? God wants to do something on the inside of people this year. He wants to set you free from those things that are on the center of you, that keep pulling you back and stopping you from being the person that he's created you to be. And I believe this year in particular, God wants to do that. God wants to shift some people's center. Because you've walked around that thing so, too many times. You've walked around that thing so many times. You've tried to get out. You've tried to do this, but it's kept pulling you back saying, no, 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 you belong here. But I love the simple word of the Lord. It says this, and the Lord spoke to me saying, you have skirted this mountain long enough. Turn northward, come up. The word of the Lord for you this, for in, this, in this situation this is, is you've walked around that mountain enough. You've walked around that enough. It's time for you to actually leave that thing and, and move on. It's time for you to actually get rid of that thing. Let the Lord deal with things. And you know what? In this day and age, for so many reasons, I find it, people find it really hard to ask for help. People find it really hard to admit they've got something going on and I need some help. And I want to encourage you this year to actually step out, be brave and say, I need some help. I've got something, I know what it is, I've got a deal, and I need some help. I need someone to help me get past this thing that keeps pulling me back to where I was in 2017, and I believe there's something new for me in 2018. Are you with me? And I, and I know the word counsellor has this weird word, but go and see a counsellor. Go and see somebody who can help you to get out, because it's an opportunity, 2018, but the opportunity has to be taken up by you. God has placed everything there. He's placed every promise in the book. He says, it's yours. It's yours. But he needs you to take up the opportunity and say, I'm going to move on from this thing. Some people get so stuck there. And I've seen brilliant people, gifted people, stay in the same place year after year after year after year. Please don't let, it be, please don't let that be you this year. Point one, keep your eyes on God. Point two, sort out your inner man. Spend some time working on your inner man. 
your inner woman, whoever it is, your inner girl. Allow God to do a miracle this year to release you from those things that are holding you back. Don't do another year the same. Don't do another year the same. Seek help. Say, look, I'm struggling here because I'm telling you, everybody is. Don't be shy. No one's perfect. We've all got something that we need to get sorted out. But, I, but I'm telling you, God, I really, so God wants to release people from that this year. He doesn't want it to be the same old, same old. He wants to give you a new outlook. He wants to change a new mindset. Unless we get a new mindset, it's not a new year. It's just a continuation of the old year. Are you with me? It's not a new year unless you change things on the inside. It's not a new year. It's just a continuation of the old. And I don't know about you, but I believe God's got something new for us today. He's got something new for us this year, not, not the old. Amen? Is that cool? I'm getting there, peeps. Oh, will I get in trouble if I finish too early? <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, well, I'll just see if I can draw it out. No, just joking. So point number one, fix your eyes on God. Keep him at the forefront every single day. Point number two, spend time working on your inner man. Get released from some things. We've got a great counseling team, prayer ministry team here. Like, it's, it's top notch. It's up there. And I don't know how many people actually utilize it. Get a hold of people. Get a hold of your connect group leader. Get a hold of, say, hey, look, there's something I'm struggling with. And get it sorted. Work on your inner man. Point number two. Point number three, praying and reading your Bible. Now, we hear this year after year, week after week. We hear it very often, don't we? How many times have you heard you need to pray? How many times have you told yourself, I need to pray more, I need to read my Bible more, all that kind of stuff. So I kind of found it hard to, to find something to encourage you to do this. But I do know that, that um, big things come from small things, or small things lead to big things. I do know that. I do know that God's a bit cheeky, that he is a bit cheeky. He likes to do that kind of thing. It's kind of his style where he uses a little David to beat a, Goli a, a, a Goliath, you know what I'm saying? I was going to say Goliath then. I, I kind of like that that's God's style. He uses the little things, and from little things, he creates big things. You get what I'm saying? I love that about God. Um... I love that about God. Have you guys ever uh, seen one of those B-grade American high school movies? Um, yeah, yeah, a couple of men going, yes, every weekend. Mm -hmm. You know those B-grade high school movies where you got that, uh, you know, the, 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 the blonde cheerleader. You know, she's, she's a perfect 10. And uh, she's running around. And, and there's always, inevitably, there's always that guy who, who loves her and thinks the world of her, and you know, just, oh, I can't, you know, I can't stop thinking about it every single day, and he, uh, and he tries to write her letters, and she just ignores them, and tries to have conversations with her, and she just humiliates him, and does, you know those stories? It, was, it happens all the time, yeah? The blonde bimbo walking around thinking she's all that, and she's no time for this guy, and he's no time for blah, 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 blah. You get what I'm saying? I was thinking about that, I was thinking about that um, just last night and, and, um, and I realized that's what we're like. 
I realize we can be that blonde bimbo. Well, you hear what I'm saying? Because I realize that these, these here are simply, this thing here is simply a bunch of letters, love letters from God. That the Bible is essentially a bunch of love letters from God sent to you. A bunch of love letters telling me how much he loves you, how much he adores you, what he thinks of you, where he's going he's to be there for you. I think you're amazing. I want your future to be with me. And we ignore him. And we ignore him. And he tries to have conversations with us through prayer. He tries to do this kind of stuff, but, but, but we ignore him. And I realize that I can sometimes be a blonde bimbo. I realize that sometimes I can be that person where God has written me love letters. He's gotten a word and he's actually written me love letters, Tommy. A book full of love letters addressed to you. Isn't that amazing? Dave, Eva, so I'm saying men, because men, men, men don't really get this concept. But God has written a book of love letters to you. That's what this is. I don't know why we find it so hard to read a love letter written to you. I don't know why we find it so hard to actually go and find out how our beloved loves us so much. But we do, don't we? My beloved's trying to, trying to have a conversation with me, but I'm not listening. I'm too busy. I'm doing this and I'm doing that and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. He's written me letters telling me the future that I could have with him. Huh. Isn't that amazing? Love letters for me. This is my book of love letters addressed to Ra. And every single one of you have that book. You have a book of love letters addressed to you. It's simply God trying to tell you how much he loves you. It's simply God saying, come talk with me, my beloved. Let me, let, let me rearrange our future together. Let me do something absolutely incredible. Because I love you more than you know. I paid a price. In the movies, the, the price that the, boys, the boy generally pays is humiliation. Well, so did Christ. He paid the price of humiliation just to write you a letter. Say, hey, I love you. God loves you. He's trying to talk to you. He's trying to get, hey, he says, that thing that you're going through, let me stand beside you. That issue that you got, I'm with you. It's okay. Just like a love letter. That's the only different thing I could come up with uh, about reading the Bible and <laughs> praying. <laughs> but I do know that God has written me a bunch of love letters simply telling me, simply declaring that he's paid a price. He's not just saying it, he's actually, he's actually proven it. You know what I'm saying? It's not just words. He's put into action. It's simply love letters with my name on the top, Dear Ra. Dear whoever. Better, better put something in there. You know, we know that prayer and reading the word, it brings, for me anyway, when I, whenever I pray, first thing, the first thing I usually get is peace. When I pray, I get clarity. 
Sometimes in my busy world, I get clarity. I, uh, gives me understanding, gives me wisdom, gives me guidance. The Word is such an amazing thing. It gives me, I tell you what, the, world just set, the Word just sets me straight. And it's so important just to spend time, even just 10 minutes, 15 minutes a morning. Isn't that amazing? Just 15 minutes in the morning, actually, it, it, it just it changes your whole day. Small things have big results. 15 minutes in the morning will actually change your entire day. That's how powerful it is. 20 minutes in the morning change your entire day. That's how powerful the word and prayer is. Small things have massive results. I love that. I love that Jesus, I just love that that's the way he operates. It's just, 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 he's not sitting in the bar, you have to do all this and you get this. He says, just do this and you get that. Isn't that lovely? Just do this and you get that. Yeah, there's a, there's a cloud the size of a man's fist, but a great outpouring comes from it. S- small things lead to massive results. There's, a, there's loaves of bread and, and two fish, but it feeds 5,000 people. What I'm trying to say is, you don't have to read this thing hour after hour, day after day. Just, just do something. It'll change your life. Just do something. Do 10 minutes, 15 minutes. My wife is just doing the... Uh, Read the Bible in a year again, and every morning she's there. Oh, she, don't get embarrassed, darling. Um, every morning she's there, 15 minutes. Tim, I don't know how long it takes, so I'm usually up somewhere else. But every morning she's there, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. If you will implement these small things in your world, it will make a massive difference to your year. Incredible difference to your year. Small things, big results. Amen? So first point, keep your eyes on God this year. Fix your eyes on him. Don't, don't look at where you've come from. This is a word. This is, don't look at where you've come from or what family background you've come from or the past in your life. Just, just look upon him and the Bible says, and, and they will live. God says, I came to give you life and life in abundance. If you will just look upon me, if you will just fix your eyes on me, not your problems, not anything that you're going through. If you fix your eyes on me this year, he says, I will give you life and life in abundance. Secondly, work on your inner man, inner woman. Let God change that thing. Let God change your whatever spins in your center. Let him release you from that thing and put something new in there, something fresh. There's something good for you this year. There's something incredible for you this year because your love letters tell me so. There's something absolutely amazing for you this year if you will let God change the thing that spins at your center. Are you with me? And lastly, and obviously most importantly, is pray and read your Bible. Pray and read your Bible. Let this thing get into your world. Even if it's five, ten minutes in the morning, it'll actually change your world. It'll change 2017. Amen? Why would you stand to our feet? yee 15 minutes to go. I welcome the band. Was that okay, guys? I was a little bit muscled in the, in the start there, but is it okay? Just some basics for the year. Just some basics for the year. If we can get the basic basics right, if we can set a foundation early, God can do an amazing thing on that thing. Just get the basics right. We're just going to sing. We're just going to um, worship. We've still got 15 minutes, but I understand it's hot, and I try to get through this as fast as I can. We've got, still got 15 minutes to go. But what we're going to do is we're just going to sing one more song. And whilst they're singing that song, if you want to come out 
and just say, Lord, I want a new year. If you want to come out and just say, God, this year I'll do something different. This year my focus is going to be on you. God, this year, that, that thing that I've been struggling with, with so long, this year, I put a stake in the sand. This year, I'm going to get that thing changed. This year, I'm going to seek help. I'm going to change the thing that's been holding me back, that's been pulling me back from being all that I can be. Or if you just want to commit yourself, you just want to commit this year to, God, I just want to seek your face. I've been away. I've been doing this, whatever. I just want to, I just want to declare that this year, I'm going to read those letters that you've written to me. But this year, I'm going to spend time with you. We just want to make a declaration. I don't know what it is, but if you just feel that you want to start a new year with prayer, say, you know what, the old is gone, the new is here. Start with, start, start your new year with prayer to say, I'm leaving the old stuff behind. I'm leaving that old clothing. I'm leaving all those things behind. 2018 is going to be different to 2017 and every other year before it. If you want to do that, when we're singing this song, why don't you just make your way down the front and I'm going to get our prayer team. Um, I'm going to get our prayer team to come and we're going to, we're going to pray for you. We're just going to ask God to anoint your year, to seal your year, to do whatever, pray for you for whatever that is. Amen. Is that cool? So why don't we just play that song? And if you feel you just want to make a stand, put a stake in the sand, this is my new year. Why just come down and just receive some prayer? We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon. Selfless faith to live like Christ for all our